and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this will be it for the year. We'll take next week off and then come back in 23 when everything will be fantastic. Okay. Hey, see you next year. <laughs> but, uh, it gets funnier all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a there's a lot of a lot of shit on my plate. I ought to start cleaning my plate a little bit more. Don't you, you should think? Should be part of the clean plate club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what my favorite thing from all the Trump tax shit that that's out there? What's that? It's my favorite thing. He had the one year, one year, where suddenly after sucking wind for for ten years and losing money and paying no taxes, suddenly he made twenty four million dollars. He turned it like, around. Like twenty nineteen, he turned it around. How yeah. did he turn it around? He finally sold off the last of Daddy Fred Trump's properties in in brooklyn and queens and all that and so that was the proceeds from that so this guy this guy was living off his old man's inheritance 20 years after fred trump was dead um so i think it's now fairly and and i'm going out on a limb here Britt. tell me if you think i'm crazy i think i now know why he didn't want anybody to see his I want to know, like, uh, and they haven't dug into it yet. You can tell me because I haven't seen the coverage in the past 12 or 18 hours. Uh, how much money he was making off that damn hotel? Have they got into that? Like, how yeah, much? I haven't, I haven't seen that that broken down yet. Gotcha. But uh, um, the fa- thing about this, you're so in, he's like 75 years old and he's still living off inheritance money from the old how pathetic is that well i I mean this goes to the the mythology that the narrative that was fed to his people that he bought he was a self-made millionaire he did all of this himself not not even self-made millionaire self-made billionaire uh which turns out you know that's none of that's true oh but it was close (laughs) i mean that is the classic i'm sorry it's a cliche but you know born on third thought he hit a triple no, Britt, he was he was t- five feet from home plate where he was born, <laughs> and, and the, by the ball the ball was out of the center field fence, and he was almost home. He he had no problems, he had no problems. All right, um, enough of that. Uh, the list here, uh, America Firsters, twenty twenty two version. Uh, good news and bad news about the Jews. Um, and it's Jews. not paranoia if they're really coming after you. Sean and Tucker admit <laughs> they always knew it was bullshit. Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, very, very special people, and the rules don't apply to them either. And Ron DeSantis speaks out on President Zelensky's speech. Ron DeSantis, who would have thought? Oh, I know. Let's yeah, I was pick waiting. that one first. Let's let's pick yeah, that one I was, first. I was waiting on that take. Of all the people, when I saw Zelensky, that was the guy. I was like, you know, I wonder what, wonder what Governor DeSantis thinks about this. Yeah, let, me, uh, let me call this sucker up. This is so good. This is so perfect. This is why 
anybody for one second that thinks a trade of Trump for DeSantis is going to stand the country in better stead at some point in the future. No. Now, no. as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of an easy call on Vladimir Zelensky. If it was as easy a call as it was for Time Magazine to name him Person of the Year. Uh, because he has displayed, unexpectedly, of course, um, leadership and courage that, uh, as a former president would say, the likes the world has never seen. Or at least we haven't seen it for a while. And, and it was, uh, and it's, it's a, a really great day for the United States. And it really says a lot about what we are, that this guy comes here, is, is celebrated, uh, a joint session of Congress makes a moving, I thought, stirring speech. You know, that, that's the, the realistic human take. Again, if you're a fucking human being. Well, Britt, uh, and we're going to discount the 80 or so Republicans <laughs> in the House who didn't yeah. show up for the speech. They were busy. Correct. Well, because, they, they, again, they're such a minor boil on the ass of America. Right. So uh, we know that, for instance, uh, John McCain would have loved what Zelensky had to say or, or, or Reagan or uh, George H.W. Bush. I mean, th th that was their kind of speech for sure. But they're right. dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and now it, the Republican Party is, is nothing like the uh, old Republican Party that we hated. Okay. <laughs> and when you think about it, I'm kind of nostalgic for that kind of annoyance with Republicans. I wish we still had that, right? Because <laughs> at least well, we, didn't, we didn't question whether they were on our side on our side as in the american side in general and we don't have to worry much Correct. about that but now we do now we do yeah and and they didn't embrace communists they did like they weren't like on they would have been on putin's side reagan not, would never have been call. on putin's side <laughs> not not a not a tough call here so um ron DeSantis went on twitter yesterday to speak about what happened in his life yesterday. I wanted everybody to know about it. He wanted to express his opinion. And this is what he had to say. After all the events of yesterday were at almost a nine o'clock at night, right? That speech was at seven 30. So this is eight 38 yeah. this week. We awarded $40 million to Florida's rural communities and small cities to invest in infrastructure and support economic growth. We've made it a priority to invest in projects that provide opportunities for Floridians and position our state for long-term success. That's right. That's it. That's all Ron DeSantis had to say yeah. on Wednesday before, during, and after the speech. So why is that? Because Ron DeSantis doesn't want to take a position on anything because he knows that right now a large part of the base of the Republican Party, which you can say part of that likes him, but some of that likes Trump. A lot of them hate Zelensky. They don't want to spend another dime with Ukraine. So what does DeSantis do? He keeps his mouth shut. He says nothing. He has no opinion. He is waiting to see which direction the wind blows more than five miles an hour so he can take the stand that will be most popular, but not necessarily the most courageous. 
What a puss. What a simp. Right. Come on. If you yeah. are, are, are thinking yeah. or you're being talked about as being a candidate for president in two years, you have an obligation to speak out about, I would say this is a fairly important public issue at this time. But no, not, not Ron DeSantis. He has mastered wow. it. And I know you've seen this. He has mastered the non-answer, the stand there in silence, the turn around and walk away technique that we've uh, learned to take in from Republicans of all stripes anytime there's a controversial issue that's a little bit different from the walking down the hallway where you're trapped and you can't get away from the questioner and you just keep walking or you pretend you didn't hear the question and you keep moving along. He's not in Congress right now, so no. he can't do that. He probably did it back when he was a congressperson. I would add one thing to his repertoire, which would be the intimidating. Could you repeat that? I would I would add that and glare. I would add that to his repertoire if I was with the uh, if I was part of his team. Right. But you're right. It should be a very easy take. It's not a hard situation, but he can't he can't commit because he 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 serves a bunch of idiots. I mean, that's that's his fan base. Uh, Ron DeSantis's spokesperson, her name is Christina Pushaw, P-U-S-H-A-W, did have some things to say on Wednesday. She spoke about people being fat, about Twitter and Elon Musk and the liberal media, about masking. Are we still on masking? <laughs> Jesus. And COVID and groomers. Groomers, I assume those are people who are what give haircuts, uh, manicures, um, all, facials, right? Is that the kind of groomers that we're talking? I guess not, are we? Yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. Pretty Man funny. God, those manscape situations, all that shit. Well, you've heard DeSantis has a little bit of a problem here, and that name is uh, Mike Lindell. The My Pillow guy says that he stole his midterm election. The margins were just too large for 2022's midterms what? for DeSantis, whoa, according whoa. to Mike Lindell. Oh, time it's a real out. story. It's Wait, a real story. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You're hurting me. No, you're hurting me. If I'm not incorrect in just hearing this little headline version, uh, Trump suck up my pillow guy in order to claim some degree of quote credibility in questioning election results. And really, there's only one election result that really needs questioning, according to my pillow yeah. guy and, and Trump, right? He's questioning the margin of the victory that DeSantis got down in Florida, which was, what, high teens kind of thing? Particularly and in Miami-Dade Miami County. You can't say he only, he only uh, goes after the Democrats for cheating on elections. Is that is that the game here we're playing? Not really. No, I think he's just crazy. The margin of victory is just too large. But I thought there was a strategy there. No, there's no, there, no, there's no, there's no forethought. There's no plan. The margin of victory is just too big, particularly in Miami-Dade County. Lindell previewed the case on air. If that's what you can call his show. After initially pausing while he got some advice from his lawyer about what to say, he has a lawyer in studio. He's so super fucked. Lindell is being sued over his false claims about voting machines in the 2020 election. More on that later. He went on to repeatedly reference Dade County, even though it has been called Miami-Dade 
for 25 years. I don't believe it, Lindell said, if DeSantis is win there. So it's just going to show everybody, just like we always tell you about Democrats when they stole their election, I'm going to find out if Dade County, what happened there? Wait, so I was right. That is that is the reason that no. he's doing it. He, he's pretending to no. be, quote, fair. No, he's not being he's fair. He's, yeah, yeah he was, he's fair, Brad. Both he snorts, he snorts cocaine and he smokes crack. So he does he does the in both forms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in an interview, Lindell told Bulwark that a Republican has not won Dade County like DeSantis did, calling it a de- deviation and saying he wanted to find out if there was problems with the election, things like this machine or whatever. It's unfortunate when these claims uh, turn on you. Um, the Zelensky speech, uh, Josh Hawley, there's the headline from the Missouri Senator saying he wasn't at Zelensky's speech because he didn't want to be part of a photo op, Brad. Uh, the guy that posed in front of cameras, raising his fist to insurrectionists did not want to be part of a photo op, Brad. Well, he, well he'll be part of a photo op as long as it's only of him. That's a and photo then, op. It's a, a singular photo op. We'll glide into to Tucker and Sean in just a moment. Tucker's take on the Zelensky speech, it's humiliating for Congress to give aid to a Ukrainian strip club manager. Now, what the people at Fox would like for you to believe is that their channel is far and away gets better ratings and destroys the competition because what you see on there is the, the opinions that really are embraced by middle America. What you're seeing is that that's what true Americans think. When you turn on Fox, that's what you get. I, I don't know if that's a mainstream American opinion right there. I don't know if uh, Clem Cadiddlehopper, with some hay in the back of his truck, headed to market. I, I don't know if he thinks that a, the, the Zelensky is a Ukrainian strip club manager and that that was a terrible moment for America. Well, when you saw canceling Jeopardy last night. Brit, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the bullet for the team. <laughs> And last night, yeah, last night I watched Zelensky, and then I, I had it on Fox for the immediate post-game review, and it was uh, right to to uh, Tucker Carlson. Of course, that uh, that's that strip club manager comment refers to the uh, the green shirt that he's wearing because you know a guy who is out there as a bouncer might be in it in a t-shirt kind of thing. Ha ha. That's so funny. Now maybe Tucker knows how strip club managers dress because he might know more than, than we, we have any idea about, but again, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to allege that, but uh, he was all in and completely trashing this. How, and by the way, if, if you looked at my Facebook page, you would see, I, I got four screenshots up there real fast. And, and, and one of the banners at the bottom 30 seconds after it was over, Zelensky attacks Christianity. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. Zelensky attacks Christianity. And uh, by the way, eventually we're going to get around to the Jews here. Okay. Because there's a, there's a lot of anti-Semitism that's floating through the air right now. And uh, it was on display on, on, on Fox, well, not just last night. But that, that's part of this whole whole thing that's, that's uh, working here. I thought that Zelensky and what interests me is um, who helped fashion this speech. I don't think he wrote that all by himself. Right. So I'd really be interested to know um, who wh- is, you know, was John Meacham, a guy like was Beshlaw, you know, some of the historians, because uh, as smart as Zelensky is, 
he he really would need a an American uh, political expert historian to be as precise as he was in making the historical analogies and the quotes with Franklin Roosevelt and the rest. No, and there's nothing wrong with with you know expect the guy to write. He's he's not Winston Churchill who actually did write his own speech when he came before that same body in that very same spot in uh, 1941 in September um, when we were uh, helping the, the, uh, the British and Winston Churchill was saying, you know, stick with it. We need more. You got to be with us. And it was a great speech. Uh, is this an identical situation to that moment? No, nothing is ever identical. Nobody's saying that. Um, but this is a line that it appears you want to be on the right side of. You want to be on the right side of history for this. And I think it's being painted by the America Firsters 22 version. That's what I want to call all these people. Um, it's being painted as we're going to spend unlimited amounts of money forever, even if Vladimir Putin is willing to bankrupt and destroy his own country in order to fund this war and we will destroy our country. This is going to be worse than Vietnam, worse than Afghanistan, worse. So let's get out now. And by the way, do we give a shit about whether Ukrainians freeze this winter? Is that going to change one thing? We've got a bomb cyclones in the United States. Why is Joe Biden worried about Ukraine? We're going to have freezing people. This is what they're doing. They're going to paint this yes or no, black or white. And it's just bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Is there a time down the road where we're going to be examining how much money we spend? Of course there is. But this isn't that moment where you say, well, you know, uh, eh, just half as much, a quarter of as much. Good luck. Have a, have a nice day. Eh. No. And by the way, it's not just us. It's the Europeans. We're on the right side of history here. And these folks are not. They are wrong. Uh, how there became a 180-degree turn in so many Republicans in this country will be the subject of books long after we're gone, Britt. <laughs> yeah. We're, not, we're not going to be able to, uh, to, to quickly, quickly figure it out. Um, it's, just, it's bizarre that they would go through and they're like, they're doing the rundown on Tucker's show. Uh, do you want to, do you want to, you, maybe we just lay off on this. Maybe we just do the, hey, they're paying attention to this when they could be paying attention. Oh no, they just shit all over it. Well, again, uh, I'm, I'm wearing my bulletproof vest for us. Bruce. Yeah. Before the actual speech. Yeah. You know, they have the, you know, the cameras are all in place and you see the, the uh, video of the chamber filling up with members of Congress and, uh, members of the cabinet and they're milling around and they're talking to each other. And there were, there were live cameras in there for, for up to an hour and a half before the, the actual speech, but leading up to the actual speech over on Fox, nothing, nothing. They put it in a little tiny box down in the right hand corner. And it said Zelensky speech coming up. Meanwhile, they were a hundred percent down at the border with immigration. There we go. There we go. Because that's, that's what 
is so, ratings for them, and that's why, what their yeah. audience wants. They they only covered that speech live. Why can't we take the billions of dollars to Ukraine and put it down at the border? Because oh yeah, that's that's a that's an easy. Uh, the Fox only take. reason they covered it is because they absolutely had to. Yeah, and they covered it as minimally as possible, which is beginning to end. Nothing before it, and then right afterwards, trash it. Yeah, and uh, make it make it seem as uh, if it's a diversion from the border or or all the other crazy things that uh, that they're they're going to go with um, on this. Uh, it's 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 sad. Um, that being said, um, it seems like it's worse now. It seems like it's different now, and I guess it is. But none of us were around eighty eighty five years ago in the 1930s leading up to you know 1940 41 and then into world war ii we were plunged by by pearl harbor but i implore you brit i implore you to listen to the rachel maddow ultra podcast to understand that this fucking country was infested by so many nazis in our government senators congressmen cabinet members it was there they were plotting we had nazis in washington writing speeches for our politicians the money was flowing it was there people were put on trial and guess what all the trials blew up and most of the people got away without being punished sound familiar Mm -hmm. many of them did get voted out of office fortunately but that part of history has been buried, and you didn't learn about it in school. I didn't learn about it in school. It ain't in the history books, and most history professors know little, if any, of it. Now, how important is it to understand that, like then, right now, we have a bunch of people. We have a bunch of people who are Vladimir Putin fans. They're digging what Putin is doing. They're on his, just give him the land that he says is his and everything will be fine is what they're saying, right? That's where they're going. And these are the same people that used to throw the Neville Chamberlain dig at Obama like every, every day. Right. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. If, if Obama said, you know, we may have made a mistake in a policy having to do with the settlements on the West Bank. Holy shit, he's an appeaser. He's an appeaser, right? Remember that? Of course you do. Everybody does. But here's the point. This podcast is so important that this little-known director named Steven Spielberg has bought the option for it. It will be a movie. And again, Spielberg doesn't know how to tell a story very well. No. He hasn't done a very good job. One of the worst, yeah. I think he's going to have a – this is so wide open for what I think could be the most important movie in this country. And I'll narrow it to Spielberg. Since Schindler's List may be more important. Okay. All right. I think this is that big of a deal. And I'm not pitching for Rachel Maddow. I don't get money if I direct more people to her pod. Not at all. It's it's that well done. If you like the Spiro Agnew one, yeah. this one will will not only please you as much and disgust you as much, but probably more so because you got to wonder 
why don't we know about this? Why wasn't this taught? Well, it's the same reason that, for the most part, how was slavery handled when you went to school, when I went to school? It's been handled most of the time, and even up to recent times, as, you know, slavery was an aberration. And you know what? We fought the Civil War. And we fixed it. we took care of it, and everything was fine. That's right. We got rid of it, because we're Americans. And white Americans said, no more slavery. And so then, what's going on now? Turns out we know that's bullshit. Yeah. It didn't quite work that way. Not exactly. No. And the next thing you know, you've got a three-letter word to describe the white backlash to the truth. It's called critical race theory. Everything that you bring up yeah. about the truth of the way white Americans treated black Americans for, oh, just a quick 400 years. Um is an insult to we white Americans. So well, let's not talk about it or let's sanitize it. And that's the same with World War II. What happened in World War II? Well, um, we're the United States and the ocean separated us from Europe. Some people didn't want to fight, but then we got bombed at Pearl Harbor and Roosevelt said, we, uh, we have to go there. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. So we were the good guys. We fought the Nazis. We beat them. And... Uh, the world's been great ever since then. Ha, ha. It wasn't that simple. It wasn't that simple. We had Nazis in this country who wanted a dictatorship here right now, a la Adolf Hitler. They wanted it. And it wasn't just one rally at Madison Square Garden one time, of which you've seen black and white film of. And that's it. It wasn't that way at all. It was way more pervasive than that. It was way more pervasive than mm -hmm. that. And... When Spielberg gets his hands on something like this, my God, it's going to be remarkable. It's going to be remarkable. I can't wait. You know, and of course, we're talking, it's just starting to happen now. So how long does it take from this moment to the time that a movie becomes real? It could be a year and a half, two years, but that's okay. Uh, I really can't wait, but, we, you know, we have to wait because that's how he works. He doesn't slap together shit like the movie of the week in four weeks correct it doesn't work that way but uh it's an important story i i urge you to uh to check it out all right um what a mess just just what a what a mess brit are you uh are you pumped or are you disappointed about direct uh direct uh ticket going over to youtube i'm so not i mean i'm 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 cool with it. I was hoping Amazon might get it. I know Apple couldn't figure out how that fit into their strategy, so they pulled out. How much? What is the reported price tag on that, Brad? On Sunday ticket on YouTube? Yes. Don't know. I don't know what they they ended up paying for it, but the, the NFL once again made out like bandits. It's going to be a huge amount of money for them. Yeah, I think they wanted about fifty percent more than they had been getting from. Or was it DirecTV had it? DirecTV. Yeah, yeah. This should pretty much. Uh, seal the collapse of direct tv <laughs> this should really do it for the this should be the the end of because that they were using that as a number of years if you just signed up for direct tv you'd get this for free or you know they, they would do that for a number of, of years i did have in my own home direct tv for uh, sunday ticket for several years back when i was a direct tv customer and it really does it's it's remarkable it's fantastic if, if you don't know it's where you get to watch pretty much any game you want to except what's on locally in your market. That's what it is on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so if you are a, a huge whatever, if you're well, a you're, Bengals fan, you can watch right. pretty you're, much all their you games. Know, you're, a, you're 
you're more fanatic than I am. And I've all yeah. over the years, at least to me, the, the choice of games, I mean, at minimum, what there, there are five or six games on per week, just on a, you know regular TV yeah. between Monday, Thursday, minimum of three games on Sunday. And, and that's, that's good enough for me. That, 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 that gets it done for me. If you're uh, stuck with watching an exceptionally mediocre team, I'll pull one out of the hat, uh, the Carolina Panthers. And you can't get unstuck from that. Well, I uh, I live with that. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. That's, that's, that's uh, let's do. You want you want to do Jews in the news, or you want to do Sean and Sean and Tucker? I can't figure out which way to go next. Um. Well, we we can do some Jews in the news here. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Jews because yeah. we did kind of allude to it a moment ago. Right. Right. Um. And, and, and before we get to that, uh, David from who is Canadian, by the way, and and Jewish. He had an interesting take. I think he said this this morning on on, on TV, on, on Morning Joe, that the uh, Make America Great Again, America First 22 folks, that's what I call them, they're pissed at Zelensky because not only is he a Jew, but he stood up to Trump. Remember, he wouldn't do what Trump wanted him to do, which is create the false narrative or hold a press conference and announce that in Ukraine they were going to investigate the Biden crime family to try to derail Joe Biden's campaign even before it started, right? Didn't that all happen even before Biden announced he was trying? He knew Joe Biden was going to be potentially the most difficult opponent for him. So... Mm-hmm. That and what did that result in? That resulted in the first impeachment. Okay, so right. here we are. What three years later? Um, Zelensky is now the president of Ukraine and is leading a war effort in a spectacular fashion under impossible conditions. And so these folks they're kind of Donald Trump dead enders, even if publicly they say, well, we need to move on, but they've still got the bitterness flowing within them over the fact that Zelensky stood up to Donald Trump, which they've been unable to do all these years. So that's his, that's his take. I, I kind of like that. I don't like that it's happening, but I think it's one view that certainly should be considered. I'll give you the quote here from, from from i think a big part of the rage is the pro-trump forces and the remains of the trump family expressed towards Zelensky on social media everywhere they can is their awareness that he stood up to trump he's foiled trump's scheme the whole hunter biden the epilogue to the big play which was to break Zelensky and use him as a weapon in american politics Zelensky refused he defied trump that was our first indication of Zelensky's courage and leadership he wouldn't go along with one bully And then he turned around and leads his nation out to fight an even more dangerous, more heavily armed and aggressive bully in Vladimir Putin. In other words, Zelensky is everything they are not and will never be. How about that one? You like that? I like it. I definitely like it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thoughtful way of looking at it since uh, Let's see, is, it, is all politics local or is all politics personal? 
Take your pick. Take your pick. So isn't this? I mean, this is part of the opposition and, and why the Fox crowd has to kind of shit on Zelensky as they see him as being uh, in opposition to their guy Trump for you know seven years now or whatever, six years now. Right. Well, Zelensky wasn't around seven years ago. Well, they've got the pictures of him meeting with Trump, and they look like they're you know getting ready to have a proctology exams. And, and that that was right before he called him up when he went back to Ukraine. Yeah. And and uh, tried to strong arming. Yeah, where he's. He's sitting there. And by the way, when he was with Donald Trump in the Oval Office, he was wearing a suit. Yeah. He had respect because Donald Trump was a real president, right? Do I get do I get any points for that take yesterday for putting that take out there as, as a joke, which turned into a real thing? It, it's not a joke. It's it's beyond a real thing. They actually take that seriously. And by the way, as you say that, it clicks in that something else I heard as I was again, Britt, taking the bullets for us. Watch <laughs> After the uh, speech, and I had said this to Jane, my wife, the love of my life, my confidant, and the person who has to sit here and listen to my political bullshit at home, Yeah, that when he was dressed in his uh, standard Zelensky outfit, which is that, that green pullover shirt and the, yeah. uh, the cargo pants, whatever he's wearing, that they would somehow equate that to um, not only just disrespect, but 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 communists or, or and sure enough, Tucker did not disappoint. He actually used the words Fidel Castro. Oh, that's it. Nice. Reminded him Tucker nice. of when Fidel Castro came to the UN in nineteen what sixty one or sixty two, right there at the beginning of Kennedy's administration, uh-huh. and uh, basically said. Fuck everyone. I'm Fidel Castro. And, and he was dressed in the fatigues, the full green um, gorilla fatigues that yep. he wore then for the next 50 years. And that that's what Zelensky reminded him of. OK, and, and, you know, and it's so predictable. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. Here's a guy who less than 24 hours from Wednesday was right there on the front lines of a war. Every time he he breathes, he's risking his life. Every time he breathes. And one of these Republican senators and congressmen done lately to risk their lives. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They were going to hold a town hall meeting, but that might have endangered their lives. So they don't hold those either. Those are too dangerous. Oh, God. It's just pathetic. It is. It's, it's pathetic. It's beyond pathetic. But let's let's keep with the patheticism and talk about Sean and Tucker. This uh, Dominion lawsuit continues on, and uh, we we're finding out that they were they've been lying all along. Yeah, no, they just admitted. They, they just admitted that they never believed, as Sean Hannity said, "quote for one second, for one second, the garbage that is being spouted on their television programs, uh, most notably." by that, that crazy Sidney Powell. They yeah. didn't believe it for one second. And the lawsuit, by digging in and getting that admission from them, uh, deposed sworn oath deposition, is designed and has a good chance of puncturing the very high standard by which it's very difficult to sue a media company. They have to have uh, pre-knowledge, and with malice aforethought of what they're doing that 
mm-hmm. is a lie and would be damaging and or could cause violence to occur. And this certainly seems to meet that standard. If you know something is not true and you go on television and say exactly the opposite and it contributes to what happened in this country, uh, I guess not even on just that date. I mean, you can go back years, but we have to zero in on the one incident of January 6th. Then I think they're they're pretty close to, to losing this case. And by the way, the last person to try to do this in a high profile way, it was Sarah Palin. She went after the New York Times. Remember yeah. how that she went after the New York Times and said they intentionally tried to make her look bad uh, by showing that piece of campaign literature that had the the uh, the targets on different parts of the map. Uh, and this was in the wake or right before Gabby Giffords was shot out in Arizona just signing uh and it wasn't autographs it was uh, it was some campaign event i think it was uh and the uh court and the jury said nope nope not quite new york times wasn't out to get you shut up you were wrong this is different than that this is wholly wholly different than than that so um, you you literally what they're they're having to prove is that you would be saying one thing publicly and saying another thing privately, right. which is exactly what Sean Hannity no and it. Tucker Carlson are admitting. Right. And by the way, we've had this uh, ongoing thing forever on do they believe their own bullshit? You know, it goes back to Limbaugh. And, uh, it was always thought that that Limbaugh never believed the shit, but Hannity did. Correct. Now it turns out none of them do. Well, Sean Hannity, I don't believe Jones doesn't believe it. None of them believe it. I don't believe that Sean Hannity is a particularly bright person, but he is smart enough not to commit perjury. He is that smart. (laughs) So I would give him at least that much credit. Yeah, but by not by by not um, committing perjury, he's and I'm using this in the broad. He's throwing his company under the bus. Well, that's on them. A billion and a half dollars. Well, that's that's when the lawyers fine with that. That's when the lawyers get in the room and go, uh, would, you, would you take 500? Would you, would you take 600? And that's Too late when, you for know, a settlement. There ain't going to be no settlement here. <laughs> you, can, you can do that. You can settle mid-case. They would be able to. They could. To write but a what, if you were Dominion, would you settle right now? I, I wouldn't. I'm no, in the catbird seat. The hand. I think they're going to win. Oh, I would. It, it, it's a billion dollars minimum. And, if, oh, and then, by the way, the instant response will be by Fox. Where are all our media partners now? Why aren't they coming to our defense? First, it's us. Then it's going to be you. Yeah, right? that's exactly it's right. The same argument. Yeah. Why you can't prosecute Trump? <laughs> you can't go after Trump. Don't that's you right. dare do get... that? Because first it's it's that, and then it then it's you. Then a plumber in Salina, Kansas. All of a sudden, his taxes are strewn all over the internet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the worst actors in our country, in our society, must not be held accountable. Must not be prosecutable. Because even though they are the worst and they are an aberration, no, they're just the first domino to fall and everyone is vulnerable. If they're not allowed to plot to end democracy, if they're not allowed to cheat the income tax system, if they're not allowed to lie in public on the way to getting elected, by people who are too ignorant to know better, if we don't hold that to account, then we lose. 
then we lose. That's correct. We're next. That's 100. percent coming after us. And that's, that's why. Oh, gee, it's just it is shocking that the New York Times and the Washington Post haven't joined in on the, to try to say no, 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 don't you go after Fox. That's completely unfair. Britt, let me ask you this: if if I think, and they're really leaning heavy on this, Trump really believed he won the election. BS. Which you know, there, there's a hundred different versions of. We told him he knew. There's eight. There's more of it coming out. As we speak, right? More people right. say they all told that he knew. Um, if I rob a bank and I go home and I've got the money, and they politely knock on the door and say, uh, "Mr. Krantz, we have a video of you robbing the bank. You are under arrest for bank robbery." Do I just get to say, "I really, really believed that was my money"? Yeah, no, you should no, say I, that. no, no, I believed it. You should say that. I, I believe that. As a legal defense, that'd be great. That is my defense. Um, it's my defense. Let's do uh, you, either Gates and Bobert or America first, whichever you want of those you uh, would we like did, to go. We did America. Let's, let's do Gates. This is just this is sad. Sad. Here we go. That's just Matt sad. Gates and Lone, Lone Bobert. Reportedly, quote, blew past Capitol Security last night on their way to attend the speech. Now, we're supposed to say first, well, at least they went, right? Well, mm-hmm. no, because they sat on no. their hands the whole time. Right. They refused to go through the metal detectors. They tried to, but before they reached the door, fortunately, two Capitol police officers in suits stopped them. They addressed Matt Gates by name. I believe they called him, hey, fuckface. He turned around. He knew it was him. And informed them that they did need to go through security screening before entering. They pointed at the metal detector. Gates questioned the officer's directions in telling him to do that. He then turned away. One of the officers then called after Gates in an attempt to make him comply but he ignored him and continued walking. So this reminds me of the uh, stories about the I'm not going to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? I do. Yeah. And by the way, these are two of the uh, people, Bobert and Gates, who did not applaud Zelensky when he walked in there. And of course, to be fair, they were shocked by the T-shirt. Oh, that was, yeah. of, so they they if they were just God. It's a, are you disturbed that Bobert and, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene have turned against each other? I'm that hurts. <laughs> that that one really hurts. That that upsets me as much as if I were to find out that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick really were fighting with, but they're not. <laughs> Remember, there was like a moment where they tried to to push that and it turned out it was never true right it was never true but uh, brady won the divorce there's no question about it yeah 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 uh oh one more here yeah on that jim jordan piece of shit that he is uh, that's for real as bad as he is he was there and This according to Leanne Caldwell of the Washington Post, Jordan urged that crazy nutcase 
Andrew Clyde, right? He's the guy from Arizona, right? With the, with the eight brothers and sisters who all think he's crazy. Yeah. That's him. Um, he's the guy that came up with the phrase normal tourist visit to describe January 6th. So Jordan tells Clyde to stand up during one of the standing ovations. And Clyde says back to him, I will not. I will not. No way. So that's just a subtext. And that goes back to what we were, we were talking about before with what I'm going to officially declare the America Firsters 22. And Jordan stood and applauded, but I'm not sure his heart is in anything that could benefit the United States, the Western Alliance, decency, Joe Biden, and just what's right in general. But for this moment, he was telling a bigger idiot than he, Andrew Clyde, to stand up and give Zelensky a standing ovation. So remember, this is on a continuum, a continuum of crazy. So as crazy as Jordan is, proud graduate of Capital University Law School, but a non-practicing lawyer, Capital in Columbus, by the way, um, to his right and off the cliff is this guy, Andrew Clyde. And, and these are all people that we thought were going to be doomed to the dustbin of history. People like him and Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And instead, they're going to have starring roles in the next Congress, which is just a few weeks away right after we get back. Right. We start on a Monday. I think they they swear them in maybe the next day. That's it. And then they're they're in business. And uh, wow, it's 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 going to be it's going to be something else. It's going to be something else to see. All right. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go buy some more Tesla. Stop. More Tesla and yeah. some more uh, it's, some it's more eggnog. On, it's on sale, baby. It's it's you on might, sale. You might wait. It might even be more on sale it in a little bit. Even even more on, on everything sale. must go. Yeah.